a Voice of St. Louis original podcast. This is the STL All Local Podcast. I'm Debbie Monterey with the local stories from the KMOX newsroom for Tuesday, June 13th. Two police agencies work together for a quick arrest in a St. Charles double shooting case. St. Charles City Police tell KMOX News a 20-year-old man and 22-year-old woman were wounded late Monday at the Clock Tower Square apartment complex. The woman survived. The man did not. Detectives contacted University City Police about a possible suspect, and that agency was able to take a 21-year-old man into custody. St. Charles Police say criminal charges will be sought against him. Brad Choate, KMOX News. St. Louis Mayor Tashara Jones says it will cost about $400 million to fix the city's aging water infrastructure. Mayor Jones talked about funding such a large project. The money could possibly come from the state. They have a over $100 million EPA al- allocation through the bipartisan infrastructure law. And we've been in conversations with the EPA on other fu- uh, funding sources as well. Using ARPA funds is not an option as that money is already allocated. But Jones does not think the APA would refuse them by saying we are not going to fund your water infrastructure project. Since last week, there have been 16 broken water mains. Five are repaired. The others are not, including a large one on Hampton at Wilson and 44. Maria Aquina, KMOX News. And we're hearing from Mayor Jones for the first time since Dot Foods said they will not hold their convention here next year because of crime. Crime is a regional issue, and we've started to address it regionally for the first time in our city's history. Uh, as seen in uh, mid-May when we we had a regional crime summit. We want to bring all of our region's partners to the table to address crime as a region. Jones says as she looks at St. Louis City stats, a little more than 40 percent of people in city jails are not city residents. A former St. Louis alderman appears in federal court. It was a not guilty plea to three felony counts of wire fraud that brought the former North St. Louis alderman Brandon Bosley to federal court Monday. He's charged with insurance fraud after allegedly buying a car far below market value, then having an FBI informant inflate repair costs to get an insurance payout in 2021. That same North St. Louis businessman is reportedly the one who snared three other aldermen in an FBI corruption sting that led them all to prison. Bosley lost his board seat in the March primary. Sean Michael Lyle, KMOX News. A ban on banning books is now law in the state of Illinois. Governor J.B. Pritzker signed the first of its kind legislation Monday at a library in Chicago, saying book banning is not what democracies do. We refuse to let a vitriolic strain of white nationalism coursing through our country determine whose histories are told, not in Illinois. The law follows ongoing challenges to books deemed obscene by some. It protects libraries from outside restrictions on what materials they can carry. Governor Pritzker will be in Madison County later this morning talking about the new Interstate 270 bridge project. Covering the Metro East. Economic development on the east side. Michael Calhoun questions the area's congresswoman as the feds shine a local spotlight. The latest announcements of electric car battery plants have been in states like Tennessee and Michigan. So KMOX asked Metro East Congresswoman Nikki Budzinski, why do you think the Metro East has not been included in this, this wave of electrification expansion that we're seeing? Well, I'll tell you, Michael, I'm working hard to make sure we do get included. She says Southern Illinois is ripe for advanced manufacturing like semiconductor chips, which are about to get a lot of federal funding. I'd like to see some of those federal dollars, whether it be through chips, attracting more manufacturing into our area, 
something we critically need. She also points to efforts by Southern Illinois University Edwardsville and Lewis and Clark Community College and says there also needs to be a recognition that not all good careers require a four-year degree. Michael Calhoun, KMOX News. Tonight on Total Information PM, Michael has an update on Granite City Steel, where a thousand jobs hang in the balance. The 20th annual Red Cross St. Louis Cardinals Blood Drive kicks off today. It runs through Thursday. KMOX Health Editor Fred Bottomer reports. The Red Cross is partnering with the Cardinals and Valley Sports Midwest for this blood drive. This is always a, a time of year as we get closer to the summer where we struggle. People don't think about donating blood. Regional American Red Cross spokesman Joe Zidlow says everyone who attempts to donate at one of the participating blood drives across the area will get a limited edition St. Louis Cardinals 20th anniversary t-shirt. 21 locations. We're hoping to get 1,500 donations. You get the special edition 20th anniversary t-shirt and a chance to win two tickets to a Cardinals game. You can find the blood donation site closest to you by logging on to redcrossblood.org and entering the sponsor code CARDS in the upper right-hand corner for all the locations. Fred Bottomer, KMOX News. From the KMOX business desk, Green Street is expanding its midtown footprint with plans for apartments next to the armory. The developer plans to turn the old famous bar warehouse, most recently a Goodwill outlet, into apartments and about 150,000 square feet of retail and entertainment space. Green Street says the proposed development would be a gateway to its $60 million armory project, as well as nearby city foundry and the future Brickline Greenway trail system. Green Street bought the old warehouse house in 2021. It's currently vacant and has been nominated for the National Register of Historic Places. The latest report on bridges in Missouri finds a stunning number of them are in pretty bad shape. KMOX's Sean Michael Lyle asks MoDOT about it. On the, on the state system in Missouri, we have over 10,400 bridges and 804 of them are in the condition of what we call poor. And poor doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, they're not serviceable. Those are ones that we're working on. Uh, more often, that our crews are out there taking care of them, and they're, they're you know changing condition. And then before one becomes unsafe or unserviceable, we'll close it. The safety is our first priority. That's the primary reason we look at every bridge every other year is making sure that all of our bridges are safe at all the times. Uh, to give you some some reference here, in our current proposal for the next five years of construction, we have about 815 bridges in that plan to be worked on, about 1.2 billion dollars worth of bridge work. On the average year, about 100 of them fall into poor condition because out of our 10,400 bridges, over 50% of them, over half our bridges in Missouri are over 50 years old. Uh, to give you some idea, our bridges in Missouri, it's about a $50 billion asset if you looked at the value of, of all of our bridges right now, which is a great thing. It, you know, It's been b- built on over generations by our parents and grandparents, and it's one of the great competitive advantages we have in Missouri is our transportation system. Uh, you know, we tell people if you grow it here, you mine it here or manufacture it here, we can get it to your customer anywhere in the world. And that, that's what gives us that great competitive advantage is being able to move all these products around. But it also means we have a great asset that we have to take care of. And, of course, we drive around bridges in the St. Louis area. Are there any ones in the St. Louis area that have a particular concern? I wouldn't say one's a particular concern. You know, we've done a lot of work in the St. Louis area on, on major bridges you know, over the years. There's a lot of work going on on bridges in downtown on 55 right now. Uh, so we're, we're addressing some of those that are on some very heavily traveled roads uh, to, to, to ensure that they don't move into that, that category of where we have major concerns. And when it comes to taking care of things, of course, we all saw President Biden sign a 
big, fat infrastructure bill. How much is that going to help, and how much of that actually comes to Missouri that ends ends up in your budget where you can use it? Right. So the combination of Missouri uh, increasing the gas tax and the new federal bill has allowed us to have the largest construction program in our history. Uh, to give you some idea, for this current fiscal year that we're, we're finishing up, we have awarded $1.8 billion in construction work across, across the state. Uh, and our current plan, our current STIP, includes over $10 billion worth of construction work across the state. That's the largest ever. So we're investing now in those new resources that have come to us. Uh, now we're also fighting inflation. Uh, we're seeing a record amount of inflation as it's affecting everybody. It affects the construction industry as well. Uh, so some of that's eating into our ability to gain. But the increased funding has let us have the largest construction program that is taking care of these. And that's our focus, as I told you, is first taking care of what we have, of uh, dealing with old bridges, uh, making sure we're taking care of the payments, because all the, the economy in Missouri runs on this system, and it's vitally important. So we're making that investment with all the dollars we have. Funding is one thing, but actually having, you know, bodies, especially in this day, in a bodies, materials, uh, <laughs> right. supply chain yeah. to get it done. Um, yeah, that, that is that is part of the big concern as we've increased our construction program across the state. Uh, the help wanted sign is out at every contractor we have in Missouri. Uh, and also the resources that, to make it happen. Uh, so we experience that here at MoDOT. We, we, we have a great number of vacancies as well. Uh, so while it's great to have new funding coming in and the timing, you also got to have our partners have the resources to make it happen. And that, that's the other challenge. You're absolutely right. And that actually, though, kind of brings up a, a third point, and that is when you have funding, uh, because you need money, and then you need the work, it kind of makes it almost uh, sound like a pretty darn good time to get into the industry, doesn't it? Yes, it does. I mean, as I mentioned, it's the largest construction program we've seen in decades in Missouri. Uh, so for uh, our contracting industry, and that's one of our goals is to, you know, that this boosts the economy of Missouri because it provides really well-paying jobs that are skilled positions that give our people work, and it's a great place for people to live and do business. I'm Debbie Monterey. The STL All Local Podcast is produced by the KMOX News Team. Find all the local news you need on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.